I texted Megan yesterday and what did I say? I was like, Eric looks like a kid who got lost at an amusement park. Yes. <laughs> or he, he lost his parents at an amusement park. Which I loved because it's absolutely correct. Like his face and his demeanor is just almost kind of like, he's very confused. He doesn't know what's going on. Like he just wants to find his parents and go home. I'm Paige. And I'm Megan. And this is Spooky Science Sisters. Hello, I'm Megan. And I'm Paige. Welcome to episode five of Spooky Science Sisters. This week, we're going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. This is the second part of a two-part episode. So if you've not listened to episode four yet, go back and listen to that first. Before we start talking about Skinwalker Ranch, first we need to talk about our spooky stuff that happened this week. So Megan, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes, something spooky did happen. Oh, man. I know, but it was very minor because it was literally just when I was editing episode four, (laughs) which is another reason to go back and listen to episode four. Circa, I think it happens a couple times, but it's most noticeable circa like the 12, it's like 1230 something minute mark, maybe a little bit later since we added the intro, but somewhere around there, um, I have like a straight up demon voice. Like you can hear like a deeper voice beneath my normal register chime in and say the same thing. And I'm sure it's like some weird microphone or sound thing that happened, but it is it's creepy. <laughs> like it literally sounds like like if you watch a demon movie and it's like, oh, the demon is they're possessed and it's mimicking them. It's exactly what it sounds like. So go back to episode four and listen for my demon voice. Yeah, that's my something spooky. So we'll see if it happens again this week because then it might be Agnes coming back to haunt me. Oh, or maybe Numi is making an appearance. True. And now that things are opening back up, I do have to follow up more about Despondent Agnes to see if Spirit Story Box had anything legit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll have to let us know. Yes. Paige, did anything spooky happen to you in the past two weeks? I know this is going to shock you, but no, I've actually had a pretty (gasps) normal couple of weeks. I can't think of a single spooky thing that's happened. Now, I did find the demon voice in episode four pretty spooky but this this time it didn't happen to me that one sort of happened to both of us because Paige texted me while she was doing her like listen through of the episode to make sure that the all the cuts and stuff that I made were good and she was like this episode is freaking me out (laughs) what are you talking about and then yeah it's like oh yeah I know about the demon voice (laughs) (laughs) but that's it yeah and I could have Tried to do something to the sound to fix it, but I was like, mm, "Secret demon voice." It I'm needed just to leave stay it in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so that's something spooky, which I think that is like record time that we've ever gotten through it. So <laughs> kudos to us. But normally it takes longer because you're actually being haunted by something. Or <laughs> yes, that's like 
Um, should we be concerned? <laughs> uh, which I think it was like what as episode one or episode two that that uh, you were told that you couldn't record the podcast anymore if more stuff happened, and then more stuff did happen before we did. Uh, yeah, I think four. that was episode two because I think that was yeah. the episode with the yoga mat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good thing you're still didn't doing get it. Kicked, kicked out of your home, <laughs> <laughs> keeping you around. <laughs> okay. So last week we it wasn't last week. God damn it! So two weeks ago we <laughs> talked about more about the history of ran- of the ranch and focused on the stories behind it, but also spending a significant amount of time ragging on the History Channel show. So if you listened to that and you were mad because you really liked the History Channel show, it's not going to get any better this episode. So (laughs) you should just turn this off now. But this episode, we are going to focus more specifically on debunking the stuff that's happened around the ranch. And I guess mostly we'll be centering our discussion on the season finale, which aired on June 2nd. So almost two weeks ago. I would like to start by saying that if you have not watched any of the season, just skip everything except for the season finale, because all they do in the season finale is talk about all of the things that happened in the seven episodes prior to. Yes, it's literally. (laughs) Don't waste your time. (laughs) It's literally just a roundtable discussion of all the supposed evidence that they have recorded and found. And they're like telling it to the attorney general for the state of Utah or some shit. He does not care. No. Well, he, <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't get a good read on him. But Paige was like absolutely prophetic about what they focused on for a significant amount of the final episode. Um, And I guess the episode before that, because full disclosure, I did not watch episode seven. So the one before the season finale, because I just could not stand it. But then it was like, well, it doesn't matter because they're talking about all of it right now anyway. But Paige had said last episode that we recorded that I had asked about this cow that they show in like the first two minutes of the show. And they're like, well, it's radioactive. Don't touch it. And Paige was like, that's what they're asked. I was like, did they come back to that? And Paige says, oh, that's what they're going to spend the entire final episode on. And it's like, you were fucking right. That is (laughs) what they spent. And it was nothing exciting. (laughs) Yeah, it was nothing. Like we're going to talk about debunking it. And oh my gosh, it was the worst. Okay, you had mentioned starting with Bigelow a little bit, and I don't have anything super specific to say about the things that they observed, the things that the Bigelow team and the the NIDS team, which was the um, National Institute for Discovery Sciences that he, he founded, and then they were active on the ranch. So I don't have anything specific to say about the the evidence that they supposedly caught just because so much of it was hearsay. So it's hard to say what is legitimate without having like some actual physical proof to look at to try to debunk. But uh, I listened to a a Monster Talk episode, um, which is another great podcast where they did a couple episodes on Skinwalker Ranch. And 
they talked about the fact that, and I sort of alluded to this last time, that Bigelow purchasing the property and isolating it and putting so much control over it, like it's all locked down. It's like got armed guards and stuff. Basically lends it legitimacy. Like it makes people think, oh, this guy is involved with NASA. He's involved with all this aerospace stuff. He's had these like Department of Defense contracts. This must be legitimate if he's if he's purchased it and he's like trying to to study something there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> what is happening in the background there? <laughs> Can you hear it? Yeah, it's like a dog or something. <laughs> no, it's my it's like my esophagus. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. What the fuck? <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Anyway, I forgot where you left off. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no. So I was just saying that, that the fact that that Bigelow purchased it and isolated the property and like made it this made it sort of this mysterious controlled site that was like locked down by armed guards made it seem like like it made people see think, oh, there must be something going on there. So it kind of just like lends to the mythology of the place and makes it seem more legitimate than it actually is. And then Absolutely. Asked, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until he sells it. And then it's like, well, clearly he didn't find anything there. So <laughs> Exactly. That's my whole thing with this is like, this is a guy who maybe seems like he's a little bit eccentric because he's involved with... Um, with the To The Stars Academy. And yeah, so he, there's some weirdness going on there. But it's like if he actually found stuff and like Brandon Fugel claims that, you know, they had this discussion or whatever about the ranch and and that there was stuff going on there like before he purchased the property. But it's like, mm. Well, and doesn't Bigelow, I believe it's in that same episode of the podcast, the Tales from the Rabbit Hole that we listened to, where Bigelow apparently said something about like he couldn't study any of, any of it scientifically because it didn't repeat itself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually a dip. So that's actually, I was referencing the Monster Talk podcast, which is just a couple guys talking about their ranch, but you're talking about the four listeners. Our good friend Mick West just like this last week released an episode of his podcast called Tales from the Rabbit Hole, which is an interview with Brandon Fugel, which I like felt like was pretty interesting and enlightening. So if you want to learn more about this, like for sure check that out and we'll be we'll be referencing that throughout throughout this discussion. So the other thing that Monster Talk brought up was, so Bigelow buys it, he isolates it, put it, puts it under all this control. But it's like, the other thing is that is that people try to act like, oh, this place is, is so unique and it's like the only one of its type, but that's not necessarily true. And for sure, this is like giving me ideas for future things that I want to talk about because there's the San... 
San Luis Valley in Colorado, which has like also a 400 year history of UFO sightings and, and weird stuff going on. Um, and then there's also Point Pleasant, New Jersey, which is the source of all the different Mothman sightings. And there's like, you know, a long history of all that and people that have looked into it, but it's like those places are not as exclusive. So I think like their point was people are less likely to see them as something real is going on here. But to your point, yeah, like if there was something real going on at Skinwalker Ranch and we know that the government has this secret A-tip, um, so the what advanced aeronautic threat whatever program that the Navy's involved in or the Department of Defense is involved in, like, I think they would lock that place down and, like, make it the new Area 51. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) They wouldn't just let some random Brandon Fugel purchase it up and do whatever he's doing with it. (laughs) Because it would be, like, a chance to To make a History Channel show. Yeah, like they're not going to be like, oh, we're going to let Brandon Fugel buy it and like make reality television out of it. It's like, no, they would treat it as if it's a threat to national security and lock it down. And like Bigelow, you know, wouldn't have been able to just sell it. So, yeah, so that I mean, it's a long way of saying that there's weird stuff going on here, but I'm not convinced that it's I mean, obviously, I'm not convinced that it's. aliens (laughs) or like some sort of that it's all related yeah exactly exactly so that's bigelow and from there we'll just jump in to history channel secrets of skinwalker ranch the final episode the finale there's like two main themes um that they cover they talk about this dang cow (laughs) getting (laughs) get killed um or dying not getting killed um because you're gonna find out like died of fucking natural causes but they talk about this cow um and the supposed ufo sighting so there's kind of like ufos and cow and then the secondary big thing is all this emf and energy readings and on the ranch um which per usual i have so many thoughts about so Paige, did you want to start and chit chat about the cow. <laughs> As Megan kind of already stated, they start this whole season off with this darn cow. Uh, they make it seem like it's going to be this like big reveal at some point about what happens to the cow. Uh, and they show it in the beginning as if it's, like she said, some sort of mutilation. So you're expecting to come back to this cow and it just be, I mean, destroyed. Well, <laughs> they come back to it in episode seven or the the episode right before the finale and it ends up being all they talk about and they have this woman come in her name is linda i have her last name but i have to get my notes up hold on a second well let me back up anyway so that's perfect okay so they find this cow (laughs) because before linda shows up to the ranch they bring a vet in and Travis makes one of his or Travis makes one of his really awesome comments and he says we brought the vet in to see if the cow died because of natural causes because cows die all the time but they do not die all the time when there are crazy weird electromagnetic signals all around. (laughs) (laughs) That's right there was like some this is all yeah the cow really is everything because it like there's weird 
EMF readings as well, or so they claim. <laughs> well, and my thing is, is like, do you just hop over to every ranch where there's a dead cow and take, <laughs> and <Yeah>. take <laughs> electromagnetic readings, like, and uh, for you to know <laughs> that yeah. do this doesn't know? happen all the time? <laughs> <laughs> do you know for a fact? <laughs> so <laughs> they claim that like an hour or two before this cow disappears, they see her on the cameras and... She seemed fine. And then obviously they find her, you know, two hours later and she's just laying by herself dead. So they call yeah. the vet in. Vet comes to the ranch. Um, and I was like really disturbed by the fact that the vet cut the cow open with tree loppers. I, I don't know if that's like a normal thing for farm vets or like ranch vets to use. Maybe it is. That might be just a yeah. common tool. But it really, I didn't like it very Probably. much. Probably. I mean, it's and, like... You know, but like, why'd they have to show the, us? Well, because this is the only dramatic thing that's happened on this whole goddamn show. <laughs> so basically, the vet cuts the cow open. It's just like, uh, this cow died because of stress-induced pneumonia. Like, nothing special happened here. It wasn't like he had any, like, the cow had any bite marks or, like, that the holes or the eye thing yeah. That is missing with a lot of the cattle mutilations that they've seen in the past. It's just a dead cow. Yeah. Which, to the point of cattle mutilations, one thing that I came across because I was like, oh, well, I should probably look into other explanations for cattle mutilations. Um, so let's say that this cow, you know, actually was mutilated and didn't just die because it was sick and it was natural causes. The Monster Talk episode that I listened to, um, which was so good. I keep coming back to it, I know. But they were saying that if you have a corpse, like whether it's an animal or a person that, you know, there are like microbes and bugs that move in very quickly. So like people find, people find mutilated cows and it's like Paige said, like there's no you know, there's no blood or like their eyeballs have been removed or like in the case of, of, you know, and again, skip this part if you are sensitive, but like the ones like asshole got drilled out or whatever. Um. So sensitive. <laughs> I know. I'm very, I know. I'm sorry. I feel bad for the cow, but it's probably dead before this happens anyway. Exactly. So that's like the it's good news. It's been dead for a while before its butthole got, you know, eaten by bugs. Um, but <laughs> things I never thought I would say to a public audience. <laughs> but that yeah, they invade the corpse very quickly and like some even focus on like specific body parts. Like they'll like, oh, we really like eyes, so they'll munch out the eyes. Um <laughs> <laughs> and mm. yes, and that's that's what the bugs are saying. I guess my trouble is is there are some claims that you know that they've seen the cow a few minutes earlier and it was fine, and then like they find it, and you know five minutes later it's like surgically gutted and it's dead and it has no blood or whatever. So that I mean that's tough because it's hearsay. So it's like I don't know. Well, also, like, even if it really were some sort of cattle mutilation, like, it doesn't necessarily mean anything more than just, like, some person walked in and killed that cow. I don't know. Yeah, true. Like, there could be, I don't know, like, cow poachers or a thing, but... Well, I read that um, a lot of people have 
like suspect that it could be like a satanic cult or uh, cults using the, I don't know what they would be using them for exactly, but for some bizarre medicinal practices yeah. or black market or- organ traders, which I'm yeah. like, cow organs? Yeah. Uh, who knows? So I don't, I mean, not, I'm not suggesting that's what I think is going on here, but like, it's, it's another option other than like some weird alien or paranormal thing going on. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah. It's Occam's razor, right? Like, the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. Right. <laughs> like, rather than being like, oh, it's aliens coming down and dissecting our cows. Oh, probably not. <laughs> um, oh, and then the, to the the point that a lot of times they're like, oh, it's, you know, it had no blood or whatever. I had I had heard that when you're dead, when your heart is not, you know, your circulation system is not actively pumping blood through your body like it's gonna pool on one side of your body and like congeal or thicken or whatever very quickly so it might seem like it has no blood because it's all like pooled on the side of the body where you can't you know you can't see it it's all drained to one side so yeah yeah. so there there are perfectly natural reasons why a cow may appear mutilated but it is not. Or yeah, it could be that it's it's people. <laughs> it's like it's like a hoax or it's people doing crazy things, fucked up things. <laughs> anyway, back to the finale episode and <laughs> and this darn and this cow. Darn cow. <laughs> so all of the things that you just said and all of the things we just discussed, Linda Moulton Howe would totally disagree. Yes. Uh, th- <laughs> this is the woman who shows up to help them understand what's gone on with this cow. And she is a world-renowned expert when it comes to cattle mutilation phenomena. So that's something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you imagine like... That's that's just what you do. You just like bounce from ranch to ranch and yeah, study. Cow, but it's like cow, not cow like you can get a degree in cow mutilation. Like, <laughs> 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 so is, she, is that just what she calls herself? I don't know. <laughs> that's what they called her. Yeah, that's I think what I believe Travis called her. So yeah, that's probably just what she calls herself. Yeah. Um, she states that it's not a classic cattle mutilation. Uh, there are certain things you typically look for in a cattle mutilation, which we've already talked about some of them, but one of them she said is the, the sky facing head. Typically, I guess their heads are faced in a certain direction. Uh, so she doesn't see this as a classic cattle mutilation, but she does say that it's a large two year old, otherwise healthy looking cow. So the, the vet seems it seemed very sure that all signs led to pneumonia. This woman is saying, no, no, no. Like it's not, it's not your classic cattle mutilation, but this is, this is a healthy cow. Mm-hmm. And then she suggests at one point that they may be starting a new cycle for cattle mutilation. So like, while this isn't the classic cattle mutilation that because uh, we started seeing some like weird behaviors with the other cows, the other cows have like, They've all grouped together. So I guess, I don't know. I see cows like that all the time. I guess I know. Yeah. They're like, oh, (laughs) the other cows were all on the other side of that field or the other side of the ranch grouped together. And I was like, that's what cows do. Like they are 
herbert animals they just, like they hang <laughs> out together and like that's just classic animal behavior for right. one who's sick to get left behind or get separated from the rest of the group that's they, just what like, happens. They do not leave it alone, though. I know. Like, they talk about it the entire episode and then the entire next yeah. episode about how it's so bizarre that these cows are all grouped together. Yeah, but they're, God, yeah. Every cow I've ever seen is doing it yeah, wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There are several times during the show where they say that the cows are behaving oddly and they're, you know, running away or something spooked them or whatever. And I was like, they're cows. They're doing what cows do. Like nothing here seems unusual to me. <laughs> about Aren't cows like really stupid anyway? I mean, yeah, I think they're not the brightest animals. Um, <laughs> I would suspect they probably spook pretty easily. Like I don't, I don't think the cows are sensing some like otherworldly presence here. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, the fact they're so focused on the fact that it's weird that this cow's laying down by itself and it's like, um, it's dying of pneumonia, you buttholes. Like <laughs> it was just sick. I know. <laughs> and like But then Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but then things take a real turn when they're watching some of the video footage. Yes. Yeah, so we find out that they have surveillance footage of this cow dying. Um, which like these people clearly like that is the part that should make people upset is these people don't seem like they give a shit about the animals at all. Like the alpaca inc- incident and this, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> yeah. So they're watching this surveillance footage and I know everyone will be surprised. They find what they think is a UFO floating like right above kind of where the cow is dying. And at one point the cow like lifts its head or something. And I guess like the UFO just moves at the exact same time. So yeah. Well, what they suspect is a UFO moves at the exact same time and they like lose their shit. Yes. Now they're convinced that something is happening. Yeah. So this is like a, a black, UFO and they they actually say like they bring up the the Department of Defense like Tic Tac and Gimbal Navy videos that we discussed in episode three because they they like talk about having a halo around it like a lighter colored halo um, that they claim is like some temperature differential and it's like it's probably just image correction or distortion of this like very shitty video you have of it and yes like Paige said you see the cow like lift its head up but it's like it's probably just trying to breathe because it's dying <laughs> of pneumonia. Like, have you ever choked? You like stretch your, if you see like an animal choke, they like stretch their neck out like that because they're trying to like elongate their throat and clear up their airway. So you're just watching it struggle to breathe because it has pneumonia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a crazy uh, person right now. I know. But I was like, come on. This is unreal. So then the Mick West uh, interview with Fugle, they talk about this UFO sighting. Yes. And this is the one that they like 
talk about just being a fly. Yeah. So, so good old Mick West, like in the, the Metabug forums, he, I mean, he's like, obviously just relentlessly always the skeptic, but it was, it was such a good episode. So this is again, his tales from the rabbit hole podcast and the interview with Brandon Fugel. Yeah. Mick West was, he was just like very level headed the whole time and, and just listened and like definitely challenged him, but like in a very, just in a very level headed way. And it was interesting to hear Brandon Fugel talk because like he seemed, you know, very like even keeled and articulate and maybe didn't have the best answers to stuff, but. But he admitted to that. Like he, he made several comments about like, I'm not an expert and I, you know, I don't have any right to speak to this. I thought I thought that was nice to hear. Yeah, like just he, making up answers. He definitely <laughs> deferred to like the fact that he's not an expert, and like he trusts the opinions of the of the people that he has hired to investigate this stuff. Anyway, so so that's kind of an aside, but but they talk about this UFO sighting and the cow, and Mick West, like Paige said, says like, oh, I think it's like it's just a fly on the video footage, and if you go on Metabunk. And you look at his forum post about it. It's like he shows. So one of the things they talk about with this is like, oh, it like in one frame of video footage, it moves a thousand feet per second or something like you see it shift on the video footage. (laughs) And that's assuming that it's like very far away um, or off in the distance and very high up. But then like he in like gifs on the forum, he shows here's a video of a fly that's out of focus <laughs> flying in front of the camera. And it's like, it's the exact same thing. It's a fly. And so yeah. So it's a fly <laughs> that is like much close. It's much closer to the camera than you think it is. And it makes it look like it's really far away. So sorry. The cow <laughs> was not reacting just to died it. of pneumonia yeah, the cow <laughs> died of natural causes it was moving its head because it was trying to breathe there was no mutilation here and even if there was like unless you saw on the video the cow like suddenly get mutilated like i don't i'm not gonna believe hearsay but yeah so anyway <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be one of our more aggressive episodes because i just this show it's there just so everybody knows there's a season two coming out yeah that was another thing that we learned (laughs) in this interview is that they're like filming another season right now i was like oh were they and it's gonna be the same thing it's gonna be they're not going to find anything. Like It's just going to be 10 episodes of a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Whenever it releases, which we'll presume, because it was like a year between them filming and them releasing this season, Paige and I are not going to watch any of the other episodes. We're just going to watch the finale, and that's going to tell us. Hey, speak for yourself. I'm watching the whole damn oh, season. Well, <laughs> Paige is going to watch it. I'm only going to watch the finale because I've learned my lesson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get all of the information I need. Okay. So we've covered, yeah, that UFO. We've covered the cow, which died of- Can I? 
Sorry. I just saw in my notes where I literally all I wrote was Mick West says this UFO was a fly. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I have similar. I have similar things. Um, Where did I write that? Oh, my gosh, Paige. That is creepy. I. okay. so claim from video footage. So here's my notes. Claim from video footage that UFO moves 75 feet to the right in one frame. So it's moving over a thousand feet per second. Um, and I like wrote dot, dot, dot. Feels like something Mick West could debunk, which obviously he did. <laughs> My next bullet point is in interview, Mick says that it looks like a fly. Ha! <laughs> 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 so yes, I was also like so tickled by the fact that he took the time to debunk this as like something totally mundane. <laughs> I, wrote, I didn't write LOL, but I was just like, ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, that's the cow. Yeah, so that's, that's the cow and that's that UFO. And they do see other flying objects um, in the show. So earlier... I think it, I know. I think it's the helicopter episode. Well, there's that, and then there's episode four. Maybe they see a different UFO. Um, And that one I didn't look as closely at, but Mick was pretty much like, it's a drone or a plane. Well, and like he looks into like the dates of when Eric Bard, um, so you know how like in the episode, Eric Bard goes in and he's like, well, there, we saw the plane and then we saw this other flying object over here. Yeah. And when we looked up the plane on the, um, what is that called? Like the tracking, the air. The flight tracking, tracking. thing or whatever. Yes. Yeah. When he looks it up on there, they can't find another plane. Um, so Mick looks at like the dates and the times at which it was re- like the video footage was recorded. Mm-hmm. And then when... Eric Bard looks Mm -hmm. to see if that second plane is on like the tracking and my understanding is that he's suggesting that like the producers fabricated what day he like Eric needed to go back and look to see if they could find that second plane so that he wouldn't find it because when Mick went back and looked like he found several times where two planes were flying over the ranch does that make sense yeah yeah totally totally and then they there's also in one of the episodes which they talk about in the finale this like helicopter (laughs) i know and they freak out about it and they think like they're under some sort of like secret you know mysterious surveillance or whatever of the ranch and mick also went in and like looked up the um looked up the what it could possibly be um and it was literally like he found that it was a helicopter doing like a power line survey so it's not like mysterious surveillance it's just like the helicopter happened to maybe fly a little bit out of its normal path but or flight path but yeah it's doing something totally mundane and they freak out about it and it it's just like it's like we talked about last time it's frustrating because (laughs) like when they blow stuff up like that and 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 throughout the interview between mick west and brandon fugel like brandon fugel just keeps coming back to like oh well that's just the way they edited it like you didn't see everything behind the scenes and it's like well (laughs) that's annoying (laughs) 
Well, also, like, no. They straight up were stoked about that yeah. helicopter. <laughs> right. You can't... You, I don't care what they did for the editing. Those people thought that something crazy was going on with that yeah. helicopter. Yeah. Well, and I mean more so with respect to, like, the other things that they that they see um, or the, the supposed experiments that they try to do. Like, he kind of points out that those aren't super scientific (laughs) yeah so that's like both both ufos and the helicopter are just are just mundane stuff and i think that's like when we talked about ufos in episode three um there are a huge number of ufos that are seen and we we touched on this last episode there are a huge number of ufos that are seen in this area like in the uinta basin and like that 1960s book by frank salisbury like he couldn't figure out you know he he had several out of hundreds that like he thought were were legit like he couldn't he couldn't ascribe some other like some normal thing to them so so i don't know it's it's annoying because like it's it's the show doesn't do anything to debunk those and or to to not to debunk them. The show doesn't do anything to like make you think that they've seen le- actual UFOs on the ranch because they're I mean in my eyes they're pretty clearly just like other things that they're blowing out of proportion. And yeah, and it's it's just annoying because because the other stuff is all is all hearsay about the ranch. So like you can't like there's no proof there's no physical evidence so i don't know (laughs) i don't know where i'm going with this i just know that i'm annoyed by it (laughs) (laughs) i just know that this show was terrible and yes i'm annoyed by it yeah yeah so the (laughs) other big theme of this finale and like definitely a theme of of the entire show was the whole discussion that they have and all these supposed measurements they make of electromagnetic fields and radiation and you know non-ionizing and ionizing radiation and I just sort of think it's a whole lot of baloney (laughs) 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 did you did you have any specific thoughts about the about that? Other than it just being baloney. Other than it being baloney, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean they were like like when we talked about ghost hunting equipment, they rely so much on like these EF or I guess RF measurements. Yeah. Yeah, the like tri-field EMF meter yeah. that they have. And it's like, it's just the same shit. Like they've got phones. Uh, Mick West talks about how like they've got wireless microphone packs on them all the time. Yeah. There's cameramen. I don't know. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Like it's, it's, they're relying so much on these, these meters, these tri-field EMF meters and Mick West makes the point that it's like these are the same things that get sold to like to people who are paranoid about EMF in their homes and they only go up like they max out at a pretty small reading like 20 milliwatts per square meter is what he says 
Um, mm-hmm. And so you see it, like you see the meter like max out a bunch of times, but that doesn't mean it's a high reading. It's just that that particular EMF meter doesn't go very high because it's like looking for pretty small signals. And like, even if it's a fairly isolated area, like they've still got all sorts of electronics out there. He points out that the the highest reading that good old Mick saw while he was watching the show was like 18.9 milliwatts per square meter. And the current World Health Organization exposure limits are like 9,000 milliwatts per square meter. So close. Yeah. And like wireless mics can be like up to like 250 or like if you I saw some suggestion that like if you had cell phones that were like searching for service like that would potentially make them put out a higher signal so it's like it's all yeah they're just they're just measuring I think they're just measuring the electronics that are there (laughs) right right yeah (laughs) uh well Mick West talks about the the comment that Travis makes about when he gets like a reading of 14 and he's like, this is like being inside of a microwave. Two or three is what you'd get if you were like standing outside of a microwave. Mm-hmm. So if you got 14, like that's like being inside. Yeah. Mick West is like, no, like I get a reading of like 20 when I'm close to my microwave. Like this guy is just saying something to make it sound dramatic rather than like actually. Yeah actually doing yeah and like to (laughs) his credit you know it's like we said brandon fugel keeps his cool and says you know he trusts travis and like the other scientists to um to know what they're talking about but uh, yeah but to me (laughs) like it just seems like they're trying to make tv which is frustrating because it's like it is a weird place and whether or not you know it's been it's any of it's legitimate which i argue probably not because bigelow wouldn't have sold it if it wasn't (laughs) yeah it's it's this is not the way (laughs) to figure out what's actually going on okay so there's there's the emf the electromagnetic field um or the energy on the ranch and i don't know they do this like weird visualization where they're showing it like shining out of the ground and like centering over the ranch and across the basin and it's all very silly and (laughs) it's all very silly um and there's all the discussion of like of of getting exposed to radiation so like microwave radiation is non-ionizing and then like i said last time there's ionizing radiation which is the stuff that's associated or created by a nuclear blast or yeah nuclear reactors and that's the stuff that you know is going to be really dangerous for people and we are 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 waiting for kind of a follow-up um from a friend of mine who who works in nuclear forensics but like it's it's literally her job to to trace part of her job to trace like signatures of various radioactive materials and see if there are associations with enriched uranium like where did it come from like which plant was it enriched at um which is super cool (laughs) um but yeah like they talk about 
various things with radiation that are just not really above board. And we'll come back to this the next episode that we record um, once we get some answers from her. But like at some point, Travis suggests that there's like an association between like microwaves with nuclear radiation, which I'm fairly certain is 0% a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And he mentions that that early on, because I think he's trying to to talk about other explanations for what people are seeing on the ranch. So he talks about like being downwind of the like Manhattan Project, Nevada test site. So where they were detonating atomic bombs. Um, And there are, I mean, it's very sad. Like there are people that they call the downwinders, which are people in Nevada and Utah that like, the government pretty pretty much said like, oh, there's nobody who lives here, but like there were communities of people um, <laughs> who got exposed to like they have higher rates of cancer and everything because they got exposed to radiation from these blasts. And so what I want to find out to get a more expert opinion is so the places where where like the downwinders are are like in the southwest corner in an area um, around like St. George, Utah. And the ranch is like in the northeast corner. So it's like the opposite side of the state. So and and the way that fallout works is the concentration, I think, goes down as you get further away from the from the blast. So yeah, so like I'm I'm not convinced that they were at all close to get like legitimate amounts of radiation. But these are things that like the EPA still monitors radiation from these tests that took place. It is just like, I I, I just, I want to know, like, let's say that they did get some sort of, of dose of radiation from these blasts. Would there be enough that it would cause problems? Like Travis claims that he has like this like cyst or bone spur or whatever that he has to have removed from it. (laughs) And would it still be like that dangerous? Well, exactly. Like I think, I think most of the, like the, it's the short lived isotopes. So, well, we're not going to go into all the, it's the short lived radioactive isotopes that are. Go into it. That's what I had this question. (laughs) I need to know. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're going to get real sciencey here for a minute. So when something is radioactive, what's happening is you have a configuration. So you have an atom, right? We all kind of learned this in middle school, high school. I don't know. When do you learn the Bohr model? High school, sophomore year. Whatever. So, so, right. (laughs) I made that up. Whatever. So, an atom, right, is made, has, has a a nucleus, um, which contains, um, protons, which are positively charged particles and neutrons. And then it has a cloud of electrons, which are negatively charged particles around it. So, the number of protons in it determine the, number of that element on the periodic table. So they're what determines like what it is. And the number of protons plus neutrons determines, well, its mass, but also what isotope it is. So the neutrons are there basically to put space between the protons because they repel one another because they're both positively charged. Like if you've ever, it's like a magnet. If you've ever tried to stick two of the same side of a magnet together, they repel one another. So 
the nucleus of an atom works the same way. And there are multiple configurations of protons and neutrons for each element that work, but some of them are unstable, um, which means that you are ejecting particles from the nucleus. And that is radioactive decay in a layman's terms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so sometimes that is you have like very long lived radioactive isotopes um, that decay over like billions of years. And sometimes you have very short lived ones that like are only stable for like a matter of seconds before they decay into something else. Um, you know, seconds or even like tens or thousands of years would be would be short-lived. And it's the short-lived ones that are the most dangerous when it comes to like a, a nuclear blast um, and, you know, are going to be decaying the most quickly and most prevalent when you have a nuclear blast. So I think those are the ones that are more so like that's what's going to melt your skin off. Um Okay. So likely at this point that if it were like, it's not going to be that. Yeah. Like at this point in a matter of like days to like weeks after this fallout has happened, like most of that stuff is gone. And yeah. So like, that was my, my question though, because I'm not like an expert in radiation exposure. Like I just, this is what I've read so far. So I'm hoping to get a second opinion, but just to know, like, let's say that there was some significant portion of nuclear fallout that fell in this area. And like, yes, it's been too long for like those short lived isotopes to be a factor, but are there longer lived ones that like, Oh, let's say they dig a hole in the ranch and they like disturb whatever layer, you know, is under the ground or that's been buried over time you know, is that, are they, are they going to stir up anything measurable or noticeable, um, that could cause health problems? So, so that was my, my question about all the radiation stuff, but it's also like to the point of, if you think that, if you think that something is like radioactive and like burning people on your property, like call in a fucking expert. (laughs) Right. Well, and like, stop sending people into it. Yeah, right. And I guess they do like they give them those monitors or whatever that they're supposed to carry around with them, but they don't really ever do anything with them. Like they're like, Oh, look, my meters reading something, but then they don't actually move. (laughs) So yeah, so I mean, say something or like, there are probably people from the government who like, can come in or and take measurements to like make sure that this is not a general more general health problem so anyway so that's my psa for this whole situation but we'll we'll hopefully have more answers on like you know whether or not this could be an issue but the the point does remain that it's like radiation is like not related or nuclear radiation is like not related to microwaves and it's not making people hallucinate and see weird shit. (laughs) So, you know, which I guess maybe lends legitimacy to the stories behind the ranch because then it's like, well, maybe people really are seeing stuff. They're not just hallucinating, (laughs) but, uh, but that's a whole other thing. The other thing that I thought was like, okay, what if there's like a geologic explanation for this? Like uranium mining is 
actually at least was a big thing in Utah. And if this was like a nat and, and if you had like a hunk of uranium ore, um, or a, a, a rock containing a significant amount of uranium, like it's going to set off a Geiger counter. So like, it's going to give you readings or like if the cows were eating grass, like growing out of radioactive soil, like they're going to set it off. So my question was like, okay, so they've got all this weird supposed radiation that they're measuring on the ranch. And again, I have no idea like what the levels are they're measuring. I haven't, I haven't paid close enough attention to their meters to know like, if what they're saying, like they, they're exaggerating the EMF and its effect. So like, for all I know, you know, they're freaking out about normal background levels of radiation. Um, <laughs> but like, let's, you know, what if it's related to natural uranium in the rock and the fact that they mined uranium in Utah. And so I went so far as to, <laughs> to look this up um and (laughs) i know she's putting the science and spooky science i know this is again this is getting very scientific but it was (laughs) it was going to eventually and i'm if people aren't here for that then you know it is what it is gtfo (laughs) okay so what i found was this publication from the 70s called um that was prepared by the USGS, so the U.S. Geological Survey, and the U.S. Bureau of Mines. And it was for the Indian reservations in the area, the Native American reservations in the area, but it's called Preliminary Mineral Resource Study of the Uinta and Ure Reservation, Utah. Because I thought, you know, like, yeah, there's been mining in Utah. Yeah, there's been there's like current interest in potentially reviving that, but is that a thing in the Uinta Basin? And they said that there are uranium deposits in the area, I think associated with like copper deposits, but they're not economic. So when you're talking about ore deposits um, or oil reservoirs, they will categorize them as like the lingos like they're economic or non-economic meaning that like you could mine it but there's like not enough there or it's too difficult to get to to make it worth it economically (laughs) so yeah so like there's not there might not be a ton but like there is uranium in the area and my question was like, well, maybe the ranch is just like a locally higher concentration and this is a totally natural thing. Um, so one of the other follow-ups that I had that we'll hopefully get back to in two weeks is there, are, I know that there are like specific signatures, isotopic signatures that you can measure that let you trace like whether or not radiation is from a natural source or if it's from an enriched source, which would be associated with a nuclear blast. So I have a lot of thoughts about the radiation on the ranch. (laughs) 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 And here's what you need to know, people. I did, for my PhD, 
a large portion of it was using uranium and thorium isotopes. So thorium is one of the shorter lived isotopes in the uranium decay chain. Um, and I use them to look at processes in a magma chamber um, or to trace processes in a magma chamber leading up to um, an eruption. But yeah. So I have like a smidge a smidge of, of background in this, but I'm not, you know, I'm not involved in nuclear forensics. So I know enough to get myself in trouble. <laughs> Basically <laughs> when it well. comes to this kind of stuff. So these are, these are the thoughts that I have. Um, and you know, I'm hoping that we, we can spend, you know, a couple minutes of our next episode, just coming back to this a little bit because I, I want to get the expert opinion. You know what I mean? know what you mean i'm looking forward to it i could talk forever about nuclear stuff um (laughs) it's true okay so yeah so long story short i just i got frustrated because it was like a lot of claims that they make about the energy on the ranch and the electromagnetic fields and the potential for for ionizing radiation and and the gamma rays or whatever they're getting exposed to like just are not at all consistent with how radiation exposure actually works and like what i at least what i think is possible (laughs) from what i know and what i was able to find about the ranch and the area around it well if you ask brandon fugel he would just say that it was because it was edited a certain way and actually they do know what they're talking about. The producers just <laughs> yeah. messed it up. <laughs> yeah. Never mind that none of the people working there are experts in or did their PhDs in nuclear forensics. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. They know. <laughs> they know. They definitely know. Geology just let me down a whole other rabbit hole because there is, and we talked about it last time, uh, there's a lot of, and like right by the ranch, like over the ridge, there are oil, active oil fields um, where they're drilling for oil and some of the weird stuff associated. Well, that right there could be the reason for the VOC spikes. Oh, you are totally right. (laughs) And they freak out because at some point they're doing, I don't know, you said they're doing some sort of air monitoring, which I just super don't remember. Yeah. And at one point, uh, they, one of their meters uh, spikes to like, what is it, like 3,600 parts per billion, which, I mean, is definitely, I mean, I'm pretty certain like that's a pretty high level. Yeah. But- this is earlier. They go in. So they, this is an early episode. They're up on the ridge and like the ridge part of the ranch and they go into like this little i forget why they pinpoint on it but they go into like this little cave area and yeah they've got some other guys that they brought in from outside that are doing some sort of like air quality monitoring slash emf monitoring it was a little unclear anyway but yeah and and also in case you don't know vocs are volatile organic compounds Right? Is this this? Yeah, yeah. You know, this... you're the chemist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like if they're doing, if there was like an industrial area nearby, or 
yeah, oil or gas extraction, like that's probably yeah. why it spiked. But they like totally freak out about that too, which yeah. is not entirely surprising. Yeah. Well, um, and VOCs are like kind of controversial. Like they're used in like a lot of scented products, I think, like air fresheners and stuff like that. And they're maybe mm-hmm. not great to breathe in. Like, I don't know if like the whole like popcorn lung vaping thing is sort of related to this or not. Um, that's a, that's actually a good question. I, th- I mean, I would imagine so. I don't know. But I know like paint strippers and paint, like that's the concern there. A lot of them are carcinogens. So yeah. it's like they're nasty. They're nasty. They're not great. Yeah. Um, they're not great for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, we have to do like, even at work, like we have to make sure that, you know, we're not emitting like a certain, over a certain threshold every day or every month or whatever um because the epa has restrictions around it so as they should but and it's also worth pointing out that what they measure is like a momentary spike like it's not like a consistent level so to me that just seems like a false reading on their potentially their equipment's just freaking out which it does throughout the entire season so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean good point the whole time they're like oh our phones are freaking out the batteries are running out the whatever it's like well who says that was a real (laughs) reading then like how can you trust any of the readings which i guess was bigelow's whole point is that you can't do any science because you can't reliably measure anything but right (sighs) But also, probably there's nothing going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was there anything? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask if you had any opinions about some of like the health things that people had going on, like the whole Tom Win- Winterton, which I think we talked about a little bit maybe last episode where he had like the knot on his head. And Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I think for me that like, because all the health stuff, they pretty much, they attribute it to like, yeah, to the radiation stuff that I was talking about. So to me, it's like I said, it's like, if you think that there are, that there's enough radioactive or some source of radioactive material on your property, that it's like, a public health issue, like somebody else needs to know about that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess that was, that was basically my general thought about that. Um, And I know from talking to my friend who works in nuclear forensics, like they get sent items that people have that, you know, that people like find, you know, in their basement or in their attic or whatever. And it's like some piece of very radioactive material that somebody who like used to work at a facility where they enrich stuff or whatever um before i don't know osha was a thing i guess um (laughs) they like took home and now like their relatives find it and they have to go through and make sure like oh which plant did it come from like what's its source and stuff like that but it's like i don't know i i I put out a feeler to her as well to see, like, could could somebody, like, have brought something, you know, to the ranch that's, like, contaminated the whole area? Like, what would that require? So, it's a whole mess. But also, you know, radiation is not something to just, like, casually just note. Like, oh, there's radiation. Like, and 
people's heads are swelling up or people are getting burns or whatever. No, like you don't want to fuck around with radiation at all. <laughs> like at all <laughs> take it very seriously and yeah go watch chernobyl because it will just put you off any radioactive stuff forever <laughs> i think that's all the show specific stuff stuff that i have okay okay and you know we we focused on on the show, just because there's so many specific things in the show that are just like, you can debunk this right away, which is sort of McWest's point. But yeah, the ranch itself is a little bit more, is a little bit more complicated just because there's so much weird stuff. Although I was, you know, there's all this stuff about like, oh, there's like portals or whatever opened up to some other dimension and like stuff coming out of them and potentially the ufo activity is related to that and they didn't you know nobody saw any portals or predator like creatures or skinwalkers or whatever too bad though i know like that was what i wanted to see i was tired of all (laughs) this radiation stuff and yeah i was like let's see the good stuff um (laughs) but yeah so they they um there's all that that history behind the ranch, which, you know, it is pretty much hearsay. And I was actually listening to to I've listened to so many podcasts lately. So many spooky podcasts. <laughs> um, but I was listening to one talking about a possible explanation for ghosts being that they are beings that are living in a parallel dimension to ours and are somehow interacting with our dimension or like bleeding through to our dimension. Um, and I guess this is like a whole theory, like it's called the paranormal unified field theory or puffed, um, which was originally proposed by this big or yeah, or at least was like kind of born in the ideas of this French astronomer named Jacques Vallée, um, who was like, he's like the grandfather of like UFOlogy. <laughs> so yeah, but like that it's like this, this, you know, technologically mediated extra dimensional intelligences is what they say. And all the weird creatures that you've seen, all the other weird shit on the ranch, like the predator type creature and the skinwalker and all this. Um, So he proposes, um, and this is a quote from thinkanomalous.com, but he proposed the existence of a technologically mediated extra dimensional intelligence that has operated throughout human history, masquerading as creatures of myth and legend in the witnesses culture. So like this is, it's, it's UFOs who like know how to alter, I don't know, dimensions <laughs> who are like masquerading as skinwalkers. This intelligence has repeatedly manifested itself in the form of a technologically or spiritually advanced civilization, unreachable by humans and just outside the understanding of the witnesses. Um, it has involved evolved its appearance to keep up with our changing worldview and ever-expanding technological capabilities, but always represents what's just ahead of us in our vision of the future. So like that paranormal unified field theory, I think he expands, but other people expand into like 
this, yeah, this unified theory that like all paranormal phenomena, which like are all happening on the ranch are basically like all part of the same, like non-human interdimensional intelligence or whatever. (laughs) So (laughs) yes. So like, that's where we (laughs) land on, I guess, everything else that's going on the ranch. So looping back to this other podcast episode (laughs) I was listening to that was talking specifically about ghosts and, um, which I think was a science versus episode and, you know, could ghosts actually be interdimensional beings that are like, you know, bleeding through from some parallel universe to ours. And she talks to a theoretical physicist, which is amazing, and asks like, well, what would that require? And initially, um, this woman says, okay, well, you know, maybe if there was a black hole in this parallel dimension, like specifically in the spot where this weird stuff is happening, it could like maybe alter gravity in our dimension but like then so she says that and then later they come back to her and she's like no that's not even a thing so (laughs) (laughs) So, yes and I was like oh that's really cool like that could be cool and then later she she comes back to it I think she like calls her at the end of the podcast and is like I just wanted to wrap back to this like that's not a thing that's not that's not a thing that's not yeah so yeah anyway that's my thoughts about that's my thoughts about what's happening on the rest of the ranch. I I just I was obsessed with the past month. My whole life has been Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, well, are you happy now that Elliot recommended it? Because initially you were pissed. Um, I was pissed because it made me watch the show. But like now that I I feel like I have between this and then episode three on ufos like oh my gosh i feel embedded in the like (laughs) ufo conspiracy theory whatever paranormal community so (laughs) you are one now (laughs) we are one (laughs) (laughs) does that wrap it up because if so we have a game to play oh god well yeah two games to play right although well, i think yeah. like the answer is pretty much the same <laughs> both of them <laughs> potentially <laughs> well it all started because uh we were finishing up the finale and i don't know if everybody's played mary fuck kill but <laughs> it's one of our favorite games to play <laughs> so i asked megan that about what i some of these what i'm calling characters on the show mm-hmm. um <laughs> and so we're going to play Mary Fuck Abducted by Aliens uh, or or Probed by Aliens, which is what Megan said. Yeah, because Paige um, thought it was too mean to play. To kill. To play Mary Fuck Kill with these people. Um, but she was okay with Mary Fuck Abducted by Aliens. And I suggested Probed by Aliens. Um, but I, my first, my initial thing was like mutilated by aliens. And I was like, well, I guess that's still killing. So that's still killing. Yeah. We're not killing anybody. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, so okay. Um, are, I have who are my options? Two groups. Oh, two Your groups. First, oh my god. I have two groups. Yeah, if you have any additional ones, we can keep okay. going. But my first, <laughs> my first three are Tragit Tragus. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> don't know who that is. Okay. Travis okay. Fugel and Dragon. Okay, okay. I I that was do you want the other three? About. Um, no, let's do that one first. Okay, so and there's this one's kind of obvious, I think. Um, so Travis, who's the scientist that they bring in specifically for this show? In case you all are following along at home, Brandon, or yeah, Brandon Fugel is the owner of the ranch. Um, and then Dragon, whose real name is Bryant Arnold, but he goes by Dragon, um, is the muscle on the ranch. So he is the armed guard um, who's very butthurt that he doesn't have a PhD. Um, and very upset about digging. Yes. Very upset about digging. Okay. So my answer and the only correct answer is Dragon gets abducted by aliens. Because <laughs> that guy's the worst. Um, and then I think the only way to do this is you marry Brandon because you're Brandon Fugel because like he's got the money. Um, and then I think you have to fuck Travis. See, I think that I would I would definitely I have to marry, marry Travis. Oh, he's freaking terrible. He's terrible. After listening to the Mick West interview, I think I could marry Brandon. I think I would be okay. most okay with okay. that marriage. I'll be honest, though. I think I'm hate-fucking Dragon. No! <laughs> and, and Travis is getting abducted. <laughs> I can't do it. He's the worst. <laughs> he's terrible, but... I think that's what I'm doing. I think that's I think that's my answer. Disagree. It's it's a tough one though. Disagree. I mean, really, really. You have to go the rest of your life then, knowing that you had sex with a man who chooses to call himself Dragon. (laughs) Hey, maybe I'll find out why he calls himself that. Do you think that he makes women call his penis Dragon? (laughs) um okay so okay who's the second group group? number two oh my god uh eric bard oh god tom winterton and jim sigala which this one's tough oh this one's oh fuck <laughs> I mean, I know who I'm marrying for sure. Oh yes. Um. Okay. So, so for those of you following along at home, again, Eric Bard is the primary investigator. So he is like Brandon's numero uno scientist. Um, on the ranch. <laughs> I t- I texted Megan yesterday, and what did I say? I was like, Eric looks like. A kid who got lost at an amusement park. Yes. <laughs> or he, he lost his parents at an amusement park. Which I loved because it's absolutely correct. Like his face and his demeanor is just almost kind of like, he's very confused. 
he doesn't know what's going on. Like he just wants to find his parents and go home. <laughs> okay. Then Tom or Tom Winterton is um like the caretaker or something for the ranch. I don't really know what ranch. he does. He's the one with the neurological thing that's going on. Yes. Um, yeah, so he's the one poor man who had the like swelling between his scalp and his skull that they had no explanation for. Um, and yeah, he, he's like, he's like some kind of manager for the ranch or something like that. Um, but yeah, he, I, yeah. Okay. And then Jim is the other scientist who's like sort of just there. <laughs> right. He pops up. Every he doesn't really make too much of an, of a impression. Um, this is hard. Do you know what yours is for this one? Let me- I mean, I know who I'm marrying. I'm definitely marrying Tom. Yeah, that's like 100%. Like, precious Thomas. <laughs> like, he just, he's just, yeah. It's got to be Mary Tom. But, like, then your choices are Eric or Jim. <laughs> I guess, like, yeah. the lesser of two evils is I've got to fuck Jim. And then Eric is going to get abducted. Yeah, I kind of agree. But like, poor Eric, you know, (laughs) just a little lost child. (laughs) But like, probably, yeah, he's going to get abducted. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think of the three, he's he's the worst one. I mean, Jim and I, you know, I don't really think Jim's going to rock my world or anything, but he's better than the alternative. (laughs) 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 yep all right well yeah and then we were gonna do favorite and least favorite character but i feel like that kind of answered it because least favorite we already know yeah like favorite is precious baby thomas um and then (laughs) so sweet least favorite is dragon who is your second to least favorite though because like it's probably travis mine is Definitely Travis. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we're calling them characters like they're not real life people Actual who people. exist. It's like <laughs> we need to, we're just making ourselves feel better for being assholes to them. Um, right. But honestly, whatever. You you don't go on the show and, and expect people expect to be nice people to you. take you seriously. <laughs> okay. So I don't really know what we accomplished here, but uh, yeah, rather than doing our um, kind of short segment at the end, we did Mary Fuck, Mary Fuck Abducted, Abducted by, by Aliens, aliens. <laughs> which should become a regular segment, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. <laughs> because- <laughs> I like this way better than the something creepy or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's cool too, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're going to sign off then, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up episode five. Tune in next time for a discussion on Bigfoot. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and share with a friend. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spooky SciPod, Facebook at Spooky Science Sisters, and at our website at SpookySciencesisters.com. If you have any questions about previous topics or ep- ideas for future episodes, email us at SpookySciencesisters at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay spooky.
Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? (coughs) Or just a horrible accident? (coughs) That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.